Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Tech Byte with Mark Strauss. And now, Mark Strauss. Good morning, Mark Strauss. Good morning, Bulldog, oh. Coach, and Big Al. How is everyone today? Good. Great. It's so good to hear your voice back to normal. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, last week I was trying to die. I think quite adamantly my body wanted to actually, you know, terminate. And I decided that wasn't a good idea. And we had this epic battle, lots of sweat. And this week I feel great. No, seriously, whatever the flu or that thing I had, they said I negatively tested for COVID three yep. times. Right. It was really bad. So I'm, I'm glad just you're bad okay. grateful I'm over it. Um, and it was scary. But I have actually a, tr- a really neat tech bike today. It's going to be filled with lots of information. It is going to be concerning Ukraine. And I need to find out from Bulldog, can we go long or do we need to do short? So uh, we moved things around, Mark. So because I talked to you, Mark, yesterday about uh, how important this one could be. So you can go long today. We move, we canceled well, things you. and moved things and, and said, you know, this is too important. So uh, take it away, Mark. It's all yours. Well, I'd like to begin with sending Bob a beautiful birthday so happy birthday, Bob. Oh, if you um, want to text him, you can text him. His number is 914-906-0175. Everybody, text away. He loves that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, Bulldog has no mercy. Sorry, Bob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I think it's funny that you guys started today with our with our rocket scientist, and then you guys were talking about, um, you know, about about his day job and what he's having to do with the Europeans right now due to the war, I'm sure he's an incredibly busy man. Because right now, we really have the world starting to truly change in one of the most rapid ways, in technologically speaking. This shift is insane because it's occurring so fast. And so perhaps we should start off with the title of today, and this is show 82, and the name of the show is Beyond War, The Edge, How Technologies Have Changed War. And first of all, I want to say, and people know this from last week when I called in, is I do have friends actively in Ukraine that are working for my, the company I work for my day job, ANC. And these people are still working for our company and still doing their day job, and then by night, They're defending their country. Actively, you can see the stress in their faces as they worry about their family and about tons of loved ones that have been trapped in the different areas that are under conflict right now in the Ukraine. In the West, it's relatively calm. Towards the East, in other areas, it is not. The bottom line here is that these people are heroes. These people want freedom. And these people are very smart. And if I was to give Putin one piece of advice, is that when you elect in today's world to attack a country that can build rocket engines, drones, who happen to have some of the best programmers in the world, and that want their freedom, you might actually receive opposition unlike any opposition you've ever received before. It doesn't mean you don't have the might to actually dominate the battlefield, but you don't have the might to dominate the full spectrum of technology like you used to. And this 
is really where this tech bite's going to go to a whole new level. I want people to think about the way we used to fight. Think of it as the old landline phone. And think of all the interconnections to that landline phone were all military grade. And when you fought a battle, you fought with all of this military grade hardware that all had to be up to a certain code because it, in the old days, it would have the longest wireless reception. So if you had a walkie-talkie that was military grade, you could hear furthest. And there was reasons for military grade hardware. But then, especially beyond 2K, we went into an era where now suddenly a average human being can buy a similar drone to a military-grade drone. And the only difference between the person buying the consumer drone and the military drone are the frequencies it operates on. And some of the hardening against, you know, against being shot down, but the truth is the circuitry, the servos, the ability, the speed, and on being able to put payloads on these drones can be purchased by normal people and also the military. We have now technologies, for example, smartphones that you can now buy satellite phones, which used to be restricted to very, very expensive purchases that very few people on planet Earth had access to. But now in the military zone, you can flood the area with satellite phones. And then you've got this other amazing thing, Starlink and other satellite providers that have now satellites in near-Earth orbit that can suddenly be over a battlefield, and if the enemy takes out all of your essential Internet, you can bring the Internet back online, even if all of your cabling and everything's been destroyed by mortar fire. Hey, Mark, can I, can I interrupt you one second? What, where are they with that as far as the, the regular Internet? It, has it been destroyed, or what's going on there? Well, in certain cities, it's been decimated okay. in other cities it hasn't been touched I, and they've been able now to patch it with things like putting up a starlink um, um a starlink receiving um zone are, are you guys are you guys using starlink and i don't know maybe i don't want to give away any information but do they use starlink or um they no good? they they have not had to use starlink okay. however one of their engineers went to went over to the military to help set it up because they're, they're setting up zones, which, of course, are all over Ukraine, in case they need it. There's a problem. Once they go and start scanning the heavens for Starlink, the Russians can scan to see satellite traffic with their radar systems. So Starlink is not an end-all, be-it-all solution, I found out. Okay. Now, what's interesting is the cell phone has also become a mighty propaganda weapon in this new type of war. First of all, a cell phone has 4K video. Did we ever think that we would start to see video and broadcast quality coming from a war zone from the people all over the place? I mean, it is, means that if you cluster bomb a neighborhood, you can't deny you did it when every neighbor has already shown the bombs going off. So for the very first time, this is going to be a war that is literally going to be shot in every angle. I am not trying to be in any way... Um, I, I do not glorify seeing a war in 4K, but I am intrigued by the ramification of a war that's been shot in 4K and everyone gets to see it in real time. We've had wars before up to this point, but not in the Ukraine, in a country as advanced with people so savvy as how to use Mark, those cell phones. Yeah, you know what, Mark, and I just want to say, even with 4K, there are, will be, still be people there denying it. 
big, I, right? Of course. I mean, cause you, you, <laughs> right. Well, here's the dangerous thing, too, Mark, is that there's another side to that. Um, while it will be one of the first wars we see in real time because of social media and 4K. Um, also, it could be Photoshopped. Exactly. <laughs> on, on just last week, it was found that uh, Russia had released all these videos basically showing faked footage of Ukrainian armed forces uh, with uh, making attacks at the Russian border. Um, they used fake, uh, they exploited uh, cadavers and faked IEDs and kind of filmed it like a Hollywood film yeah, so they, to yeah. rally the Russian people. I thought about that too. That uh, Yeah. You know, on that. So. And we talked about deep fakes on, on our shows. Right. And one thing that I told Bulldog, which was so important about today, which I was going to slide into since we have a longer show today, is the fact that we're about to talk about every one of the shows I've talked to you guys about. Well, about every single topic that we have covered is now being actually in real time is occurring in the Ukraine. It, the fakes are occurring. No, it really the, is. The, yeah. we, everything that Mark's talked about in the 82 shows, all the stuff he's warned us about, and, well, a lot of it, and now you see it all coming to light. Not sex dolls. Did you talk about sex dolls? <laughs> yes, we did talk about sex dolls. <laughs> see, I don't, I don't remember that show. <laughs> so Armies do need... Yeah. The armies do need relief. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> relief is on the way. All right. Now cover everything. Go ahead. All right. And I am sure the porn industry, well, let's talk about Pornhub. I think Pornhub is a wonderful thing to discuss as we've gotten since our foul minds went to the gutter. Let's talk about how the gutter really wanted to show freedom. If you're in Russia and you go to Pornhub, you get greeted with the Ukrainian flag and you're told, sorry, no can do. We don't like you anymore. Porn? Remarkable. Pornhub's taking a stand. Good, yeah. good for you. That's Pornhub. just going to probably put Putin now, down. Now, but yeah. but this is but getting back to where I wanted to go with this with the cat with the and, phones. And I and I can see, see all the guys there going. Cameras. They're going. Where am I going to get my American mail order bride now? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. right. But now think. We now have these phones, 4K video. We talked about the deep fakes. You, you guys covered that. That's awesome because. That was going to be part of some of the diatribe today of everything that's happening. But now we have this incredibly amazing new phenomena, which is if you take these phones, these phones are little computers. These phones can now be drone controllers. They now can be surveillance monitors. They now can actually interconnect different people to different services. And now if you have the capacity to generate apps and to make things on the fly, you can now create a network with your phones that was previously impossible. So what is amazing is that now for the very first time, you've got the Ukrainians using the mobile platform in a completely guerrilla-like fashion. Now, one of their guerrilla techniques, which is actually <laughs> banned by the Geneva Convention, is you should never weaponize your prisoners, your POWs of war. And they should not become a propaganda tool. As I snicker at how many times POWs have been used for propaganda tools throughout history, that's kind of a joke, but that's the law. You shouldn't use POWs for propaganda. What are the Ukrainians doing? They're giving every prisoner a cell phone and letting them call home as much as they want. And you have these Russian 
soldiers calling home and talking about how the Ukrainians just want their freedom. They've been totally nice to them. They're letting them speak to them. And they are not in any way doing, doing bad things to them. However, the Russian army is doing bad things to Ukraine. And the Russian POWs have been so grateful to be able to speak to their families because when they were deployed, they thought they were being deployed to do a Russian exercise, not into a full-scale war. So some of the troops never really got to say goodbye to their mom and dad or be able to do that call that you usually make before you go into war. So there is a huge amount of proof that the Russians are demoralized. Number two. It is apparent, based on the numbers coming in from Blackthorn, that there is between three to 4,000 deaths on the Russian side already. That is huge, guys. That is more deaths than any of the Balkan conflicts up to now. And if that is true, it means in many ways, regardless of Ukraine wins this battle or not, they're winning the war. Because I do not imagine that Putin ever thought he would lose hardly anyone. Because he thought that he could just roll into that country and it would just, in my opinion, buckle. But it didn't. Now we get into the really juicy stuff. In absolute terms of the military, Putin should have already crushed the Ukraine, and he hasn't. And this is where it gets really weird. Why is there a 40-kilometer column of tanks and, and petrol trucks and mortar, you know, artillery weapons, etc., all lined up and it hasn't been able to move. Is it that their logistics are so bad, that their planning was so bad? Was it that their morale was really bad? Was it that their technologies of modernization has been fouled up because it doesn't all work and they actually did not have the interpretations between the different military divisions and the way that the U.S. Army is so successful at taking for example, the Air Force and the military and then the Marines and then the Army, and then they get everyone to, to basically share the same information, and then they put that information on the battlefield by being able to really see it in three-dimensional theater. Something went wrong with the Russian advance. Something that Russia is not telling us is occurring. Generals on television are just pretending they know. No one really knows because we're really with the fog of war. We're not there. But we know something went wrong. And what we know for certain is that the Ukrainians have already attacked over 100,000 sites in the, on the Russian side. And we know the Russian site has been attacking Ukrainian infrastructure, trying to turn off their water, their power. Um, and then we know there's false news, like when we heard that there was a nuclear power plant being hit, all false, from what we now find out in today's news. But now I'm getting to the real the real issue. In this fog of war, with all of this technology, no one really knows what's going on. And what is more amazing is we're actually seeing more information come in about this war than ever before. And yet, with all of this information, Russia could not actually do what it set out to do. And with all of the help coming in from us to the Ukrainians, have you noticed, much harder to get a missile onto a tank, and all the other one says, "Well, if we give if we get 300 missiles, the Ukrainian army should be able to take 300 tanks out." No, but they have to get themselves into position to do that, and all of this takes a lot longer. So, what I can guarantee for certain, with 
everything I've been reading and looking at, this thing's going to be protracted. And this is going to take a very long time to settle out, no matter what happens now, because the Russians have actually failed to take the country. But maybe that is not what Putin wanted to do. And this is where, again, technology gets so weird. We, immediately upon this war, said, Mr. Putin, we don't like you anymore, so we're taking you out of the SWIFT banking system. The SWIFT banking system is the electronic means by which banks all over the world communicate to transfer money. We thought that was a grand idea. It's a sanction. My gosh, we're going to hit him back. He immediately joined the Chinese system. Then, in addition to that, India, basically sticking, sticking it to everybody because they want to kind of say hyper-neutral, agreed that they would also join Putin and China. So now we've got a block that is larger than the actual, like Visa and MasterCard, for example, cut Putin off in Russia, and now he's joined up with the larger system in China. So the question's going to be, by the time we are done in a few months, literally Russia will have cut itself off from Facebook and Twitter, and now it's putting themselves onto the Chinese equivalents and the Russian equivalents. And they are literally splitting their whole country off from the West, which then creates another problem. If that whole part of the world, China and Russia and India, decide that they don't want to be based on our dollar, then we're going to lose the dollar as being the petrol oil Currency, the currency. Well, haven't they? Wait, wait, wait. Haven't energy. they? Haven't they tried doing this before? Hasn't yes, full job, but never so rapidly has the oh. country been cut off a system and immediately put itself on a new system that exists. And never before was there a parallel highway that allows Putin to actually. Uh, all right, all right. So, 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 Mark, sanctions. Mark, 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 Mark. Okay, when you talk about cutting it off, and the reason the dollar that, that we're still, you know. We're pretty, it's pretty secure. I mean, we're a fiat currency, but, you know, it's based on this. How many other currencies are you willing to accept? Like, you want to go to the ruble? You want to go to the, 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 the renminbi or, or the yuan or whatever? Can you really trust those other ones? I mean, as, as bad as we may be to a lot of people, we're still pretty well trusted that we're going to live up to our end. So, I, I just... You know what, Bulldog? Up to, up to two, three years ago, I would have been in complete alignment with you. Okay. But now, after looking at crypto, after looking at the way the world is changing and how fast it's changing, yeah. I think that I, is absolutely a silly notion okay. that well, China, who has a larger economy than ours, will not make this, you know, the identical um, equivalents. And by the way, I can prove it to you. GPS, okay. the three variants, China's, um, European, and America. And Russia. have three different GPSs and Russia's. Yeah. Why? What? We don't need them. It's because ultimately, everyone knows that if you're going to be cut out, you don't want to be left. Well, <laughs> you don't want to be last man standing. No one wants to be in that role. And all I'm suggesting yeah, is, no, no, I do think we, we try to hurt I, them. I think we've taken a big step backwards. You know what? I'm look. I, I think we've lost our position after Afghanistan. I think this. I think we've lost our position here. So I'm not saying we're all, all good, but I'm saying. You know, it, 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 I think globally it's going to be hard to trust anything to base it on. Like, now, yeah. Mark. Now we get into another tech fight. We, it, wait, wait, Mark. We don't have that much uh, time. I said we have more time. <laughs> we don't have that much more time. We're I want, Mark, 20 me, minutes in. One, one more, more scenario. Okay. Facebook. Okay, Facebook. Go ahead. So 
Putin gets his country off of Facebook, and you ask yourself, why would he really have made such a point about Facebook? Because some of us forgot that the Arab Spring broke down a whole country yeah. over Facebook posts. Yeah. And it means that Putin's admitting that social engines and social media and these technologies can bring down countries because he's scared of them. And that is why I want everyone, since we'll bring this to a close then and wrap this up, is to realize that this is a brand new war because now the people have the power to now define a new battlefield. They can create it on the fly. They can make drones of their own building with, with just, you know, with, with, with just their own little factories that are based out of, you understand, you know, ro robotics. And today you can build a little robotic lab and build your own little drones. And you can do that with, you know, with 3D printers and all of the technology. So what I want people to realize is everything we've discussed in these Tech Byte shows has come about that the revolution in being able to actually make things and actually create a new world is occurring right before our eyes. And if we pay attention, we can now make sure we do not go down some of these rabbit holes in the United States. And that's really my Tech Byte for today. That's a hell of a Tech Byte. Mark, thank you. Mark Strauss, everybody. And, and these Tech Bytes are available, right, Coach? They're available online? They are available online. And soon to be in book form. Thanks to Mark Strauss. Yes, and I, by the way, Bulldog, yeah. I'm proud to tell you yep. I have finished the version, first draft of the book. It's finished. Yes, it is finished. And it's going to be getting handed in in a few days after I clean up just a few things. But I'm very proud of that. Okay. We are moving forward with the book. And okay. the book changed a great deal because of this Ukrainian war. All right. Well, you changed things on the fly. Mark Strauss, thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. Will do. Okay. Bye, everyone.